What's up, everybody? Laugh now, die later. On the road to 100, I'm your host, Ricky. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for still listening after like almost fucking three years. Or I don't know. I've been doing this for too long that I'm that sometimes I'm kind of jaded. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm like, I've been doing this for so long. It, it, oh, it almost. Uh, I don't know. It feels like it feels like a lot. Also, counting the episodes that were never released. Yeah, yeah that's probably a lot. Like, there's like a good 20 episodes that have never come out. And uh, um, my guest today is uh, I, I got I forgot I got I've I've been I've been doing it for a minute. I got I forgot like how I found out about you. So oh yeah. So a lot of people like I the the cool thing about this podcast is that I've seen like little groups of people. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like, for example, RBS, like Big Boy Tsunami, that's like a group of people that created something that grew together. You know what I mean? They were just friends. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um... Like even Sam Boston, uh, Jesse from Hoax, like they all been in Hoax Command. Like that's like a hardcore punk, like group of people. Then there's like the trash talk. You know, what I mean? there's like all different groups of people that that are not like marketed as a scene. You know what I mean? They're just a group of friends like that work together that you, you only find out because their work comes out together. I guess that's a that's a way to put it. But um, through different scenes of punk, hardcore, grindcore. Uh, graffiti whatever uh a lot of people were biased and i was like who the fuck is this dude biased you know what I mean? because you see like at the rec center someone wearing bias yeah hat or two Yo, rest in peace rec center rest though. in peace rec center that shit was sick as fuck i really like the rec center and then you got like brandon like oh like uh releasing like releasing cassettes or having a bias collab from with big boy and then i see like the different wise and nick wearing like uh like Repose. I'm like, what the fuck is this person that is in like every like fucking corner of this subculture that I normally don't get along? And then I, I like I found out I was like, oh, like I, I looked at the Biden Instagram and I looked, it was you. And I was like, and then like I like how you didn't have a lot. And yeah. I was like, this is crazy. And then I ended up coming to your house that day, like a week later. We had the craziest talk. Yeah. That I mean, hope maybe it'll come out. But without further ado, my guest here today is P. Weber. How you doing? Yeah, it was good. Uh, feeling pretty good. Feel really good. It's a beautiful day. Weather's kind of bipolar, but it's nice. Sunny day in Long Beach, yeah. It was raining like an hour ago, but yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna rain in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, describe, describe yourself for the people who don't know. What's that, what do you do? Um, yeah, my name's P. Weber, also known as Saxon, also known as, I guess I got a gang of names, but... Um, I like shit. I don't know how to really describe myself. I'm a photographer, producer. Um, I do all of the project coordination for Biased. That's like my my baby. Um, yeah, I guess I just do uh, wear a lot of hats, but kind of everywhere and nowhere at once. So yeah. 
Yeah, I don't really know. It's hard for me to kind of sell myself. I'm, I'm known for underselling myself. I don't really know how to, how to present myself in that light. Where are, you, where are you from originally? Originally from Santa Cruz, California. Uh, I lived there until I was 14. And then I spent all of my transformative years in San Jose. And uh, that's kind of where I met a lot of people and got a lot more acquainted with uh, the punk scene, hardcore scene, power violence scene, whatever kind of scene you want to call it. And that's kind of where I found my love for photography and product development and making clothes and novelty items and just whatever I could make, I guess. Just kind of expressing myself through. So unlike unlike one person, unlike a person would choose like, oh, I'm an angry person, so I'll I like hardcore, or I'm a or I'm a dark person. I like metal. You know what I mean? And they just kind of stick to that thing, and maybe like other things mm -hmm. as they go, as they grow older. But yeah. you like really like like you really like ceremony, but then you also really like 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 some niche grindcore band from 2006 that like nobody yeah. remembers. You know what I mean? But then you also like. I don't know, like oldies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, you really like, which is important, I think, for those who are listening, that you actually really like a lot of things. Not just like, yeah, yeah. Not just like, oh, I like this. Like, I like the top 10 hardcore bands and the top 10 grindcore bands. You know what I mean? Like, I think the more things you like, the more confusing it is to uh, sell yourself or have some sort of identity to the things that you like. But for me, hardcore and punk both have so many parallels and hardcore kind of came from punk but I think a lot of people at least in the earlier days now it's all kind of blurred together which I think is sick even though you mentioned earlier there is different bubbles and circles uh, I kind of saw damn shout out that baby crying loud as fuck um, shut the fuck up <laughs> nah I think um, I think it I just saw a lot of parallels in it and uh when I was around 15 or 16, I saw the parallels in underground hip-hop and hardcore, and I thought they shared a lot of the same morals and values. And then as I fell deeper into hip-hop, I started to get into producing, which caused me to dig more into every genre. And I saw a lot of parallels in punk, hip-hop, soul, jazz, and funk music because at the end of the day, that's all punk music. Like, like, punk is defined by a sound and image, but the ethos is still kind of directly associated with anti-establishment and counterculture. Um, and that's kind of where I saw, like, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of argument about punk and hardcore and hip hop, like where it all started, but pretty much started in the 70s I should say when it started not where but um, even before that there's 60s there's tracks from the 60s that are punk as fuck there's like weird ass Italian library tracks that sound punk like there's there's I don't know there's parallels in all of it so to see people have such a black and white line between what is what is kind of a turnoff to me because it makes people it makes me feel like people aren't digging deep enough uh, to see what the parallels might be just because things are defined defined by like a certain name. I think you're you're right, but I think people I think people like I feel like musically it's not that different. Power yeah. violence and grindcore 
hardcore and like metal punk are like not even different at all like but I have homies that are like oh it's super different I got like die hard grindcore homies that are just like fuck that hardcore shit like <laughs> fuck that like two step shit this is my best friend I love my homies da-da. and I'm like like just last weekend my homie was ragging I'm not gonna call no names <laughs> but the homie that's in this like cool chilling uh, grind band he you know was hating on on hardcore but I was like bro it's the same thing like to me it's the same no, thing no and I think it comes bec- I think the reality is that people are gonna get mad I hope I hope a lot of people listen to this and is that honestly it's just like the type of people that are in the music scene and that's really it hardcore kids are a specific type of people specific t- like like a very a lot I'm gonna get mad I go to hardcore shows but a lot of them have bread a lot of them come from bread. That doesn't mean anything, but you know, you like you see that you see that with a lot of kids. You know what I mean? You go right. to, you go to a specific scene in punk. There's like the PC punks. You know what I mean? Who like also have bread and like dress a certain way. Yeah. You go to the poor side of punk, like the more the more Hispanic East slow. So you know what I mean? They all talk act a certain way. I mean, in reality, it's like it's not even about the music anymore. It's about what type of people do you want to like kick it with? Yeah, and. uh yeah, because there's even the death metal like hardcore kids, where it's like hardcore kids who like death metal, but are more chill and like in and like they're more chill people. You know what I mean? It's just like in reality, like it's like in reality, infest. You put infest and then like I don't know, like trash talk and ceremony, and then like I don't know, I'm trying to think like like what's after ceremony would be like. What's the What's the band sounds like ceremony? I don't know, like like bib and then candy like like you went from infest to candy which sounds totally different but you put all these bands together I'm like it's it's like it's pretty much the same but then yeah. again you go to a grindcore show it's like a certain type of people you go to a hardcore show it's a certain type of people I'm like you could two step to a grindcore band low key or a power balance band but those people hate the image of a hardcore kid hate how a hardcore kid acts and looks like you know what I mean I think well okay so my I came I came into the music scene uh, when I was about 13 or 12 or 13 and I'm 29 now so it's been quite a minute Um, and things were definitely a little bit more segregated when I got into them especially like when I said I I was I started out in Santa Cruz things were very segregated but um, there was a band called God Stomper from San Jose shout out God Stomper they would they would play um, a lot of punk shows, but their style was a lot more abrasive and fast. Uh, they were power violence. Um, and so it kind of opened my eyes to like, oh damn, this shit is sick. Like not just the punk shit I'm listening to, like 77 punk or 80s hardcore punk or whatever. This shit's actually like really cool too. And then when I came to San Jose, I guess when I was in Santa Cruz, there was a band in Watsonville called Uzi Suicide. And they were fucking sick too. And uh, so there's kind of there's like a power violence band. There's like power violence influence in Watsonville. Um, and so by the, they all moved to San Jose. Or a gang of them did. Uh, and by the time I moved to uh, San Jose, I was a really big fan of hardcore, punk, and grindcore, and all these different bands because there was the older people I was kicking it with. I was just always kicking it with a lot of older people. And uh, they had bands that were a little bit more, um, 
I hate using this term, but people were referring it to top 40, top 40 hardcore. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't mean a specific band. That just meant bands that were, like, popular, I guess, yeah. compared to, like, I guess Fools just really wanted to be on some, like, niche yeah, underground yeah. tip. But my homies that were in these sick-ass power balance bands, they were listening to a lot of Harm's Way, and they were friends with a lot of, like, you know, more um, higher-profile bands. And so it kind of made me just be like, okay, this is all sick. Like, I, I understand the parallels between all of it. And I don't really care about the fan bases. I think if you listen to music just how it is and disregard the fan bases that are attached to them, you can kind of find what you do and don't like a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes it easier for me to dig into old music. Uh, and it, it makes it easier for everyone to dig into older music because they're not thinking about the fan. The fan bases are gone. And if they are alive, you don't know who they are because... Like, I don't know what the jazz scene was like. I don't know what the soul scene was like. I wasn't born yet. But I, I listen to all these groups and just appreciate it for what it is. I'm listening to nothing else but the music. A lot of people listen to music with their eyes and not their ears. And mm. I think that's the issue. So that's kind of like my upbringing to, to seeing and identifying with a lot of different styles of music. Yeah, I mean, it kind of bummed me out when the whole... Uh plutocracy tsunami thing I was like I, don't, I was like to me I was like in a way like I don't know it pissed a lot of people but I feel like tsunami's the modern plutocracy or like the modern like like those group of people the like that like the, the group of like San Jose like the Bay Area or RBS friends or whatever are like the modern like what well, like like the spaz like plutocracy like group was does that make sense like the, the, the you know, West Bay Coalition yeah 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 like it's like those were like I mean different sound but it's like those are the the, the group the heads that were like creating what was popping in the bay yeah you know I'm what not, I mean I'm not gonna speak on that at all because it's just not my place to speak on it I'm a really big fan of both Tsunami and Plutocracy and I respect everything that they've done for the bay and uh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give my two cents on that because it's unnecessary and, and like I said it's not my space to speak on yeah all right, but let's go back to when you uh, talk about your childhood. Bef uh, you moved. You moved to San Jose at thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So talk about pre, like everything before thirteen, fourteen. Um, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional household. Uh, I grew up in Watsonville, and then my parents got divorced, and my mom moved to uh, Santa Cruz. And I really wanted to move to Santa Cruz because I lived in like the middle of nowhere in Watsonville, so. I didn't have concrete, it was all dirt, and I really wanted to learn how to skate. I was always like really interested in like punk, I guess, but I couldn't, there wasn't a punk scene that I was familiar with at a young age. Was it like a town? Or like suburbs? Or? Watsonville is a town, but I lived in the outskirts of it, so it was just all dirt. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't, like, Watsonville itself has a bunch of concrete, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was like, yeah. But I just didn't have, you know... Was it a I poor had, community, like, or...? Watsonville has, you know, everywhere has really, where rich you live? and poor areas. I lived in a shitty area. Oh, okay. I've lived in pretty shitty areas all my life, except for when I lived with my mom briefly, before, like, I ran away from home as a, uh, in my teenage years, but my mom lived in a pretty cool little area, um... But by the time I made it to that area of Santa Cruz, I didn't really identify with any of those people. So I kind of felt 
a little bit out of place there. And then when I went to San Jose, I was like, oh, this is sick as fuck. I was like in Eastside San Jose. And I was like, this shit is a lot like Watsonville. This is hella cool. And I, I wasn't in high school or anything when I should be. So I was just spending all day skating and mobbing around and kind of just seeing what it was like out there and getting to know a lot of different walks of life. Would you, will every, every, will make, like, ah, smart, anybody could be a smart person. What makes, what being smart is into an advantage is when you have confidence. Were you, were you a confident kid growing up? No, no, I had no confidence. Really? I spent most of my life lacking a lot of confidence because, just because of the way I was raised, you know, um, my dad is a very, uh, I mean, my dad's like an alcoholic who's not... He's a functioning alcoholic. He's a house painter. Shout out all the house painters. That shit is very hard work. <laughs> I painted houses for a short amount of time and hated it. But um, my dad was kind of like, you know, you're not going to be shit. You're not on shit. You don't know what living rough is really like. Because my dad's from Medellin, Colombia. So he's, he's a very... A uh, hard person to talk to But he kind of You know As a parent You have to really Build your kid up And my dad wasn't Too big on that So I definitely It took a while To kind of Find my footing And and figure out Who I was and, and have the confidence To do so And even when I thought I had confidence It was still Masked with A lot of insecurity like, I thought talking shit about people or things might have made me more confident or made me appear as more confident. But at the end of the day, anyone with a few brain cells would realize that I wasn't a confident person. I think when you truly just kind of care about the people around you and what you're into and stay true to your beliefs and everything like that, that's when you can really carry yourself with confidence. But... Um, to be confident is almost subjective in a sense because a lot of people do mask it with insecurities and uh, 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 trying to be hard. Mm. I grew up around a lot of people that were trying to be hard. Even now in Long Beach, dude, there, you see on my block, like there's a lot of fools trying to be hella hard, but you can tell they're just hurting hella <laughs> crazy inside, you know? Like yeah. they're just sad as fuck at the end of the day, so... Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. But I, I, I think I so am like, confident now. Yeah, but like growing up, were you like ashamed? Or like, would you like not like you know your dad being who he is and like kind of like hey, you only shit like? I just had imposter syndrome before I knew what it was. What is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is like the. It's not really like the Dunning Kruger effect. It's like wanting to be someone so bad or no. Imposter syndrome is basically like you put in the work to be where you're at and you never feel as though you're there mm. so you know you get called a poser at like 10 years old and fools are like clowning on you because you're wearing like a minor threat shirt or something mm. No, like, you're a fucking bitch you're a poser <laughs> you don't understand anything like you don't even know what this shit's about and you're like do I maybe I don't and then you do your homework and then you're a part of the culture and you make whatever contributions you can and you show up to shows and you genuinely care about the culture that you're trying to be a part of but at the end of the day you still feel as though you don't have a place uh. and that's not really I just used punk as an example but I I 
there's people that feel like an imposter syndrome in a way of life. People feel like that in their careers, you know? Mm. You do photography for 10 years, and then you might be like, am I even a photographer? Like, I'm not doing this kind of crazy shit, or this fool's doing this, and, like, how come I'm not doing this? Like, maybe I'm not really on shit, or you spend so much time as a producer. I, you know, I had imposter syndrome as a producer. I still do. And, like, I definitely know my way around an MPC. I know my way around Ableton. I know how to make a beat, and I, you know... I've gotten love from people that I really looked up to and respected and idolized and the imposter syndrome still hit, you know? But that's more of like an internal battle with yourself as it is. It's not really a objective way of thinking. Do you think it would really ever go away? I think everybody probably battles with it. Not everybody. There's some fools who are just like, I'm the shit. I'm I'm (laughs) up. Like, I was up. I was up since day one. (laughs) But... Um, for me personally I think it's going to take a lot more therapy and a lot more it's going to take a lot to really feel like oh, I'm not really up to par with whatever and the issue with imposter syndrome is that it does lead to a lot of self-sabotage so mm-hmm. people that know me know that I have a very rich history of self-sabotage which is but you fuck your momentum up you just fuck things up when they're going well because you think if you fuck it up right then and there then you'll have you'll at least you have I get fucked up like I don't have to worry about it I fucked it up I don't have to worry about it and I am in control I fucked it up so I feel better about that mm. I guess it's more of like a a control freak issue is that with like people who feel like they don't have control in their lives is that with like I mean yeah pretty sure that could apply to being like a producer of music or your your creative side but does that also like apply to like friendships and like relationships and work and yeah it's applied to work there's jobs that I've quit because I was just like oh I can't do this and the, the employer's like dude what the hell yeah you can you're doing fine and I'm like no 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 I can't do this I quit and that's an incredibly flawed way of thinking and you know it's like that's scary it's like it's scary it's like the saying like you're smart enough to acknowledge you're stupid (laughs) that's crazy and that's like kind of where I was at for a long time and I think um, in relationships it's like oh everything's going good I'm gonna fuck this up because that's the if I fuck it up then at least like like the pressure is gone knowing that or I mean I'm not a cheater myself I haven't cheated on someone before but that's why people cheat you Mm. know or that's why people break up with people when they're in a happy relationship because they're trying to beat them to the punch they're trying to be like oh I already know that you're gonna cheat so I'm gonna cheat and it's like a really flawed way of thinking really fucked that way but a lot of people find ways to justify it yeah damn the squirrel's gonna fuck up my plant right now watch no, I was impossible dipped. Well, it's like, I mean, I think people in general just don't care about being better. Like, yeah. from what you're telling me, like, you're acknowledging, you find out, like, you're learning about all these things because deep down you want to be better. Yeah. There's people who just, like, are cool with like, you just... Like, you could just tell them, oh, imposter syndrome, like, these are these things that mean this, you know, what you're doing is this, like, the breakup, like, that. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And you yeah. know what I mean? It's like... Some people don't... Um, 
just don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, I'm like, it's like if it works, if I could breathe and I could, you know what I mean? Like, if I could be, like, sexually pleased, like, who gives a fuck if I, like, in the long run have a relationship? If I'm. There's an Ugly Mane lyric that I feel like sums that up really well. Shout out to Ugly Mane. Yeah. Shout out Ugly Mane. Um, he says, You don't recognize the virus, you just medicate the symptoms. And I feel like that in itself. A lot of people don't see what's wrong, they just cover it up with drinking or smoking or some people are addicted to pussy or dick or whatever you know some people are just addicted to sex because they feel they might have had past traumas that allow them to feel as though they're in control by you know diving deeper into it uh some people i mean like my father is very addicted to drugs and drinking and um i'd like to think that People like my father have a great... Um, their purpose is to teach you to not be like them. And like, they're, they're already... Uh, like I do it's feel... It's fucked up, but, like, they already failed? Like... So they now, didn't fail. I mean, I'm sure my dad has done really great things, you know? he's And he he's made a lot of great friends, and he's probably saved some people's lives in his lifetime. Bad people have done great things. That's probably what most canceled artists contributions are you know? <laughs> like people there there are bad people who have done great things there's bad there's great people who have done bad things but um in my perspective you know and in my relationship with my father he's done a lot of bad and it kind of taught me the things that i want to do different and i did follow in his footsteps at a young age and um without even realizing it you know I'd be like yeah. I hate this fool but like he's a fucking idiot and I'm fucking I'm gonna just do whatever I wanna do and like just let the world burn and just be a part of the burning world but then there's also the part of you that's like the world can burn the world is on a decline and we all wanna save the world there's nothing we can really do about it but you might as well just try to do some good while you're here there's not really a reason why you wouldn't wanna do some good if that's the person you are you just so from my experiences, I was like, I want to learn how to... Of course, it happened later on in life, but I was like, I want to learn how to mend the relationships I've still been able to keep. I want to let people know that I love and care about them, and I want people to know that I am trying my best to... I don't know, just be the best person I can be, you know, for the people around me and for myself. Me, I guess, like... what. I mean, it's a crazy question. It might be, I mean, maybe it'll not answer, but it's a, it's a question I want to ask on the left. Like you said, people are going to be going to do good things and bad things. You know what I mean? There's, you know what I mean? Like you said, it could be a small indie, indie rapper, whatever, do good things and bad things. Be a giant artist, do good things and bad things, be more on the spotlight. Part of being human is doing good things and bad things, right? Some are do more bad things, therefore... They're more on the bad. They're a bad person, right? Because they did more bad things, sure. than good things, or they did more heinous things than the average person, right? Sure. But you, what I'm seeing is that, like you, like yeah, you fall into your your dad's footsteps at some point, right? Mm -hmm. You, like from what you've, we talked outside this podcast, you've been through a lot, and for the majority of your life, you've always been battling something, right? But you, throughout this whole time in your whole life, even from what you're telling me since you're a kid, like. Like you still wanted to be better, you know what I mean? You still, you still like, out, like, and it goes back to saying it's like, it's like everybody's gonna have to face a battle. Everyone's gonna like choose, have to has to choose right from wrong. 
maybe in a bigger and a smaller scale. But I want I, sometimes I wonder, like, damn, is like, what makes a person like inside? Like, you grew up with a fuck up dad. You could have been like, you could have right now been like, oh, like my dad was a beast. Fuck this, fuck the world. And you could have still been the person you are, which is a good person, but still with that mindset. But what makes a person? Like still like You know what I mean Like want to do better Like that's something You can't teach You know what I mean Like like hey, Yeah don't. you can't teach people To be better Some people Like you know Have great lives And great families And everything And they become Serial killers so. Yeah it's like what, what do you think Like I contributes To some person Like think, doing that I think it Revolves around Your genetic makeup Your upbringing And I don't know I think that's a question That I couldn't answer I think everybody Has been what? trying to figure that out since the beginning of time. They've tried to be like, what is it that makes a good person versus a bad person? And I can't, I'm not even on the record, I don't even want to say I'm a good person because it sounds a little too self righteous to consider myself a no, good I'm person. No, I'm calling you a good person. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, you know what I mean? And that's subjective too. Yeah. So that's, that's the other interesting thing is that every person sees you differently. There's not one person that sees you the same as another person, mm, which sure. is crazy to think about. I don't yeah. see you the same as your mom sees you. Mm. Your mom doesn't see you the same way your girl sees you. Your girl doesn't see you the same way your other homie sees you. Your homie doesn't see you the same way your op see you. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. no, no one ever is going to see you the same way, and that's something that you have to um, just kind of take with a grain of salt, I guess. I like to see it as like. Like not everybody's good equally. Like there might be someone who's like, yo, that person's like has a kinder heart than you, right? But I like to see it as simple as this. Like there's some people that I feel like when I see them, they have a light going on, and there's some people who just don't have anything. Like yeah, I, like some you know people I mean? have like a dark cloud. Of- yeah, it's just there's people with a light shining on them. Like that person could be like maybe like on drugs. You know what I mean? Like and fucked up and like doesn't give a fuck about anything, but he's a good person. I do believe in rehabilitated behavior because there's some people that are. No, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that person's. For saying, instance, yeah. I had a talk with my mom recently. My mom's like an angel, right? I talk to my mom almost every day. I love my mom so much. She's apologized for a lot of the things that she has done uh, in my life. And she, you know, we've had a lot of talks about like my dad being fucked up. And she's like, he's never going to change. But then the other day she said. You know, he might change. My dad changed before he died. And I was like, oh, when did he change? And she's like, oh, when he was 70. I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I I mean, my dad's not too far from 70. But I was like, that's a long time to realize the error in your ways. But and, probably- uh, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, well, you probably only started realizing it's like, I'm gonna die. So I go, yeah, like, maybe. Oh. I mean... Like your dad right now, like, has, like, I don't know. I don't know him at all, but from what you're telling me, it's like, he probably is like... He's definitely he's stuck been in, in, stuck in that mode. Uh, he's, yeah, but he's he's been near death a gang of times, and he's just it doesn't really phase him in that sense. He's also I try to acknowledge that everyone's lived very different lives. And one thing my homie brought up to me the other day, we were out having some deep ass conversation when I was in San Diego. One thing that he said that was interesting was 
your parents are just trying to give you a better life than they had. So their perspective on what good parenting is is much different than what your perspective might be because you're only getting the version that they gave you and you're just knowing how to improve off that. So you're like, they didn't do a good job. I'm going to improve X, Y, and Z. But they already improved X, Y, and Z. They already did that in their generation. Mm. So my, I mean, my dad doesn't speak on a lot of his upbringing because I'm sure my dad's a very traumatized, messed up individual that thinks he's doing just great. So he might have improved X, Y, and Z. There's no, the child can't prove that your parent is doing a worse job at parenting than their parents Mm. did, you know? And I never really looked at it through that lens. So that was interesting to hear. Like, uh, I mean, there's always like there's, I was like, dude, my mom fucked up. But then I think that she tells me about her growing up, and I'm like, oh, she actually fixed X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But now that I'm growing up and she raised me, I'm like, oh, you did this wrong. I'm gonna fix X, Y, and Z. And then my kids are gonna say I'm a shitty parent, and they're gonna be like, I'm gonna fix X, Y, and Z. And then you know, and so forth. So, do do you think there's a difference in uh, like what you uh, like you say your parent? Like there's there's a difference between your parent being a parent and your parent later on in life you become your own person treating you for who you are. Say like say your mom like say I don't know here's an example let's say you were you were um, you were to be gay right and then yeah. your mom's like I don't like gay people right and yeah. then like and then yeah she like tried to raise you because you're her child and you're in your like during your years where you're you know she tries to parent you and she does what you do but later on in your life you're your own person you've done your own thing and then she's like ah oh, like. Pete or whatever uh, I don't like you Because you're gay You know what I mean Like I like, don't come near me You know what I mean Yeah uh, Do you think there's like Like I don't know It's just like there, there, there comes a point Where it's like Like your mom now You know what I mean Now she could talk to you And now she could like Because you're older You're not her son anymore Like she's yeah. gone through life you We don't have a very Mother son Bond My yeah. mom and I Have a very friendly bond We talk to each other Like friends We hang out like friends And we do everything Like friends do um, but she's voiced her opinion on that before, being apologetic that she wasn't so motherly. She wasn't um, a mom. She was still a mom, you know. She was buying me the crazy Family Guy shirts at Hot Topic, but buying, she, yeah, dri- yeah. dripping me out in Dragon Ball Z shirts, yeah. and you know she bought me Tony Hawk's Pro Skater too. And yeah, she, there's like a picture of you with the Xbox. Yeah, also. yeah, the picture of me with that. So there, yeah. you know, she she bought my love sometimes, which was cool. And I know now in retrospect, knowing how much how poor we were, I'm like, damn, that's sick. And my mom like really went the extra mile sometimes. So I I don't want to say my mom was a bad mom. Yeah, like, yeah. I could have had it much worse, but she has apologized for. For you know, Is some of the things she's done and providing, and then like actually like providing and listening. Because yeah, I mean, there's a difference. Even I, I've I've always fucking hated rich people growing up. I was always like, man, fuck this fool. I still hate like, rich people. Yeah. Still hate them, yeah. you know. But you could be broke and born in a, a house with a lot of love, and rich people could be rich and born with no love and it makes them cold as fuck and it's like why are you cold as fuck you got the sick ass car when you were 16 you got this you got that um but they were born without love and I think I not to sound like some like nerd ass hippie but we (laughs) all can agree that being surrounded by love and living with love is a lot more important than um than Gore-Tex money. and Money. Than Gore-Tex and Money, yeah. yeah. Damn, that's going to be the, the title of this episode. 
Um, is like, cortex and money more important than love? <laughs> love or cortex and money, and then like a little. Uh, um, but do you um, do you, do you want to talk about you uh, moving uh, running away? Mm. Or we I can skip. I we can skip that and go to your twenties. I could summarize it briefly. Um, I lived in a chaotic household. That I think I already spoke about that enough. I did run away from home when I was around 14, and then my parents were hip to it at one point, and they called the cops, and I came home, and I was just like, look, you guys can't make me stay here. You guys aren't supervising me enough to make me stay here, and you guys aren't... I convinced them they weren't really fit as parents. You brainwashed your own parent. that's crazy. Yeah, I manipulated my own parents. Uh, were they manipulative to you? Yeah, of course. So you manipulate. So you learn how to manipulate. Sure. You to, yeah, you the, learn the, how to be a bad person through yeah. bad people. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah I guess. So, yeah. The um, student beat the teacher. Yeah, so, I mean, but I was right. Even even in retrospect, there was a lot of truth to what I said. Um, I for sure wouldn't ever let my kid run away from home now that I'm an adult. And I understand, you know, I got homies that got kids and shit. I'm like... If I had a kid, I would for sure not let. I just wouldn't let them. I'd just be more tapped in with their lives. What if your kid one day is like, like, move, like runs away, escapes, and then you go up to him and be like, you're not, and he tells you you're not fit. Like you do this, you do that. I would be heartbroken because I would really, tr I would really, really try. Yeah, but like, imagine like your kid's like, yo, like, like. Yo, you do this, and like he names out specific things. If he named off specific, I would sit there and I'd talk with them or her or they or them or whatever the fuck, and I'd be like. <laughs> Yo, I really want to be a part of your life. I love you, and I've tried my best to raise you, and I want to I wanna be present in your life, and what could I do to make that work? Would you give them the choice still, or would you be like, like I love you, and you're See, coming the back? Thing, the thing is, is you people think they can give their kids the choice. You can't. Your kid, if your kid really fucking hates you, they're going to leave. They're going to dip out, They, they, whether you like it or not. Um, of course... The lack of resources usually make. I don't know if you ever ran away from home. Kids always run away from home, and then ten minutes they're down the street. They're like, "Fuck, I'm coming back home," you know. So it is different. Um, but that's all I'd really like to speak on for that. Yeah. I, I did leave my home. It did cause kind of a disruption in my family, uh, even to this day. And I, I, it made growing up a lot more difficult. To you well yeah that, that tumbled into a bunch of other things yeah, yeah and uh, but it did get me you know and then that's where I found a very deep connection with music before I could even I never could play music I never was like hip to how to do things I couldn't afford music lessons or anything like that but um, I think running away from home allowed me a perspective now to it just made me a lot more resourceful well, I mean, I gotta give you the classic question. Looking right. back in hindsight, that it, it like it led to your life to this exact moment, but you still would have run away, even though you you. Well, now that I know how my life is, it doesn't matter. But well, what if there was something better? You would have stayed home. Like you well, didn't. No one knows. You, you don't know, and I, you can't spend time what, what, wondering that. Okay, right, but right now, if if I don't know, like the Reaper from Family Guy comes up and he's like, "Yo, you want to see your life." If would you want to still see it? Or would you be like, nah, I really Fuck. don't want to see it. That's a crazy question. Um, 
No, I don't even want to know. You don't want to see it. If it's cool, then I'm just gonna be sad as fuck. And if it's not cool, then well, I'm... your life's still cool. Like, what if it? Like, yeah, what, no, what if? The only difference was that like, you had a little bit more money and a little bit like different types of friends. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. What is, does those stuff matter? Like, I mean, what is there really? Like, is there anything that you think of like that? That 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 another life could provide. It's like, what do you? What do you like? You have music. Like, I'm not talking about money. Yeah. You have music. You have a nice room. You have all this like stuff that like I'm pretty sure you would have collected whether you come you know you mean whether you would have been dirt broke for a long time or dirt or not for a long time you know what I mean like I think the difference is is if I didn't leave I'd be I would have been more connected with my sister maybe um okay I would have been uh my relationship with my family might be a little bit different and I'd be a little bit more book smart and not as street smart but like I said, given my conditions, being street smart got me a, a lot further than it got me a lot a lot further. You know. Well, I you're, well, like I like to hear a smart person, so you probably would have found your way being book smart too. I maybe, feel like, maybe. but book smart, you would have probably been more miserable. Street smart, you probably would have seen a lot of things that you didn't want to see. True. Yeah. At the end of the day, I prefer being street smart over book smart, just because it makes for a more interesting life. Very true. I think about that's, that. One that's time. the only thing. I wish I was book smart so I could have bread, but then you could have bread and still be miserable. But we can talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna go back and forth. What's the next? What's the next topic? <laughs> well, so how was your life after whatever you 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 moved out? You escaped. You grinded it out for a couple of years. I worked my first job at like a couple of years later. What was your first job? At the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Dang. I don't know if you know about that place. I don't know. Th- I've never been to Santa It was Cruz. like everybody's first job in Santa Cruz, basically. Yeah. Almost. It was either that or you're working a hot dog on a stick. I don't even know if they still have those, <laughs> but that was like the, the food court mall. And then... You're a great swimmer? I'm okay at swimming. I taught kids how to swim during a... a uh, there was a short period of my life where I was teaching kids how to swim at the YMCA while I was... How's that? Like, you're miserable or, like, you're with all this there. shit and then, like, you're, like, you're coming to these kids like, yo, like, this is how you, like... Come on, little, like... Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I fucked with that. I didn't do it for that long. My skin got really bad because you're just in chlorine all day, mm-hmm. taking, like, three showers a day on top of that so your skin's getting all dry, your arm yeah. hair yeah, looks like... Rusty. I got slim shady pube color <laughs> arm hair but um yeah I mean it was cool out of all your crazy it. jobs which was your favorite favorite yeah so out of all your random 151 jobs weird gigs that I've done in my life um dude I don't even know I hate I if one thing about me is I just hate working, bro. I'm like the laziest, hardworking person you've ever met in your life. I fucking hate working. But I like working on things that I care about, but I just never really have the opportunity to work on things I care about. So... I like the TikTok, or like that one TikTok. It's like, I don't dream... Like, it's like, what's your favorite job? It's like, I don't dream of labor. I don't dream of labor, yeah. Um, so you don't have one, one time, like, oh, fuck, a favorite job. Oh, one time I worked at, like, this trap house... Um, where we pretended to be a graphic design company. This was like in San Jose. Uh, and the cops came. We got raided and stuff, but um, yeah, my first day there, I got raided. There was helicopters and dogs and everything. It was crazy. But um, well, I liked that a lot. They were super nice to me. They like, uh, we eventually overthrew the, the owner and created our own little company. <laughs> and like, 
It was hella sick. It was short lived, but it was so tight. Shout out all the people that worked there. Yeah, it was really cool. It was called Roots. <laughs> Just, that's all I'm gonna say. It was a cool, cool little place. I don't think it's Googleable. I don't think it's something that. Right now, the cops, the feds are like, and the Yo. feds are listening. <laughs> like, what else? What else? Like, and I'm like, dude, rich one, rich one. I'm hella dry snitching on myself, <laughs> so I'll just fall back. But yeah, um, yeah, there was a lot of funky ass jobs I've I've lived or I've worked. I mean, uh, so you're 29. 29. A lot of your life was spent on. You know, I guess like pushing it, pushing, pushing to get, I guess, where you are now. Maybe subconsciously yeah. you didn't even know that, like just peace. Yeah. Do you think you're at the most peace you are, you've been in your life, or do you think you still have a long way to go? I got a long way to go, but this is for sure the most peaceful I've ever been. I don't, I don't care about the bullshit anymore, and I don't really care about climbing the ladder which I guess is the easiest way to put it. I don't want to climb the ladder, whether it's like the corporate ladder or the social ladder. Um, if people fuck with me, that's sick. If they don't, I don't care. Um, I used to really yeah. want to be like famous or I used to really want to be successful. And uh, But success is so subjective. So um, I even have a bar, a lyric that's like, if success is subjective, why is it still inaccessible? Like, I should know what success is to me. Why can't I get it? Like, I know that it's not money. I know that it's not uh, love from strangers. But, um, yeah, now I live a very peaceful life to a degree. I'd say my life is for show the most peaceful it's ever been. And uh, I only intend to make it more peaceful. I don't have a reason to be beefing or living... I already had such high doses of it in my early 20s and in my teens and in my childhood that now I spent my I spent my teens trying to be an adult and play house and I, I spent my teens trying to be in my 20s I spent my 20s trying to be in my teens mm. so you know I was like 23, 24, 25 living like a teenager like bumming it like just bumming it or like trapping or like just doing shit that was like Eating off Twinkies, like for dinner. No, I wasn't ever big on the Twinkies, but I was eating bullshit. I just didn't care about anything, and I just wanted to. I wanted to make up for lost time. When you were when I was a teen, because I ran away from home and was just a, like you know out of the mix. So when I in my twenties, I was tapped in with the San Jose scene, and I made all these friends, and I was like, "Fuck it, I just want to do this all day. I just want to." drink and smoke at the park and make songs with my friends and it was all really a lot of fucking fun um there's some things i regret but for the most part i don't regret anything and um when did you stop like like you, you said in your 20s you're living for you were living for your, your my 20s your, your probably, 20s probably around like 25 is when i started to be like okay fuck i'm uh like life is changing you know what, what, I used to what, always tell myself like off oh, like like I'm gonna kill myself at 25 if you know like like being old is dumb mm, you know I don't and wanna like, live yeah, yeah it's just so corny now it's like bro like there's a whole that's a quarter of your life not that the life expectancy is 100 I'm sure fools be dying at like 70 nowadays but yeah I just uh I wanted to 
wanted to die. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to die a lot of times, and um, I definitely tried to commit suicide a gang of times, and I tried to just, I was just very mad at the world, you know? I was, But like I said, like, and I came off confident to some people. People from the outside looking in are bit like, you're confident. But it's like what I said earlier, I was just hurting. I was just insecure and hurting like crazy. And you purposely wanted people to think you were confident, or you just played, sure, that's yeah. how the world came off. Like that, I think it's kind of a mix of both. I, everyone wants to come off confident. I don't think anyone wants to come off like they're not confident. But, um, yeah. Because people tell me that, but I'm like, I'm not trying to pretend to be confident. I just talk a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, well, get- even even one of my best friends that lived here at this house with me a couple years ago, I remember having a conversation with him, and and I remember saying like, "Yeah, I wish I was more confident." And he was like, "What the hell? You're like one of the most confident people I know." And yeah. I was like you you the dude that lives with me and is like my best friend and everything even you don't see the facade like even you don't realize that i'm lacking in that department so yeah the the term confidence is even subjective in itself because some people might think you are some people might think you aren't and none of it matters other than your own perception of self yeah and uh so what happened at 25 that you were like oh shit 25 I was just like um cause I was like four years ago damn yeah it was it's been a long four years I was like it's been a crazy long four years I, I must like, admit was that like COVID right like at the beginning of COVID no no COVID was like 2019 oh I guess no COVID's 2020 this was in 2018 okay so I'm turning 30 this year okay. that's rough that's so, so I was a freshman year in high school yeah no I'm not a freshman but that's oh, yeah. that's when I was like okay I I was losing a lot of friends. Why? I mean, just because I was a douche, and I don't know. I just was like, what not, type of douche? Like an asshole? Like I'm too cool for you? I was just like, yeah, that's a good question. I was just like really selfish, and I didn't really see the uh, the point in um, friendship. Some friendship. But the friendships I did care about when they stopped fucking with me, I mean, I'm still cool with all the same people I'm talking about now, but when I was on the cusp of losing these friendships to people that I looked, I I held so closely, that's kind of when I was like, fuck, I really need to, like, get my shit together. But even then, I still was a douche for, like, a minute, you know? Like, I moved to Long Beach um, because I was like, I want to be more acquainted with the scene out here there's like there's no hip hop scene at all in San Jose and at that point I started producing I was rapping and I was like I really wanna come out to LA or Long Beach cause that's where the homies are at down here and there's like a way more thriving like beat scene and a refresh yeah a refresh and uh I remember telling my homie who I, I did a clothing brand named uh Problem with my homie Michael shout out Michael um yeah, I just I remember calling him and being like, "Yo, I want to move to Long Beach. Like, I want to get out of here. I feel like I've I've been in San Jose for like six or seven years, uh, or actually way longer than that because I came when I was fourteen. So I was there for a long time, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to go see what else is out there." And we had a clothing brand, and I was like, "I think diving into fashion and music is just more thriving in in Southern California. So let's I want to do that." And he was like. All right, for sure, I'm down to go with you. He just 
you know, straight up, I'm, I'm down to go with you. I was like, oh, sick. And then I go next door to my homie, Chach. I was like, yo, I'm dipping to Long Beach. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then we had a show out here in L.A., like, later that month. And then we played that show, and we had a really good time. It was that show on that, that poster. And um, then he just came back. We came back home, and he was like, yo, I'm moving with you to Long Beach. So then we all three of us moved down here and kind of just pursued everything we wanted to do. Um, and even then, like, even living out here, you get really isolated. You have a lot of time to reflect because you're not tapped in with everyone like you were back home. Back home, it was like if you're bored, you had so many homies to tap in with and go do something. Whereas here, you spent a lot of time bored. And then uh, you have a lot of time to reflect on the kind of person you are, the kind of person you want to be. And because I was trapping and doing dumbass odd jobs in San Jose, when I came out here, I started kind of doing the same thing until I, uh, I got like my first big boy job. And ironically enough, it was in the Bay, but they like flew me out to the Bay and they got me like the hotel and everything. And I did the orientation there and then I came back here and, and that kind of snowballed into the role that I was in until I recently left. But I started, you know, working on getting money and not being an idiot with it. And then I started doing biased because I was just like, oh, I want to put out, I want to like collaborate with other artists. I want to put out clothes. I want to put out tapes. I want to be able to throw events. I want to just kind of have this umbrella brand that just does whatever I think is sick and it doesn't have to be constrained by genre or by a certain style. It can just be shit I'm into. And then that's why it'll be called biased because everybody thinks they're the best, but it's because they're biased, but we're the best because we're biased. <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of shit. So, so that was kind of like the start of that. And then um, as time passed, I didn't force anything. Everything kind of organically came into place and I just linked up with a lot of amazing people and because of the, the growth I knew how to treat them right and be grateful for the connections I made and I just I still am prone to self-sabotage and depression and everything else but I have a very uh, stronger grip on how all that works now I think before you get closer to wrapping this up I wanted to ask you how do you how do you how do you like how do you how at the time when you were 25 or whatever at that age you're like losing these friendships and then you told me you're you're realizing that you're losing all these friendships yeah at that time what made you realize like I want to keep what like what in your head was like I want to keep these friendships and be and what and what what like what things are like what like things led up to you realizing that oh I'm gonna lose this friend Well, because these people loved me. No one, no one loves someone unconditionally. I think that's kind of an unrealistic term to say, I unconditionally love you. I think it is. I, I guess, let me backpedal real quick. I think you can love someone unconditionally. You can cut ties with someone and be like, oh, I still love them. I still wish them the best, but fuck them also because they're weird as hell. They did this and this to me. Um, but there's people that just fucked with me through all of my goofiest little phases and times in my life that it kind of made me be like dude these people are worth sticking around and improving myself for you know like 
Okay. And how would they kind of like let you know, like, uh, well, you know what, it's actually like kind of changing, or how was it? It was just like, you mean, when did I know I was losing them? Yeah. Just the arguments, just arguing with people and just being stubborn and letting your ego get in the way, your pride and ego. Those are the two things that are going to kill you before life actually kills you. Like your pride and your ego. So when you learn how to like drop that and just keep it a book with people, like, and even with my girl, when we would argue, there's times where you're just like, oh, fuck, like, she's really right. Like, she's right. I'm just getting, my ego's just in the way, and I just want to be right, but I'm not. And vice versa. I'm not saying this as, like, it's some crazy me thing. I think everybody yeah. goes into this at some point in their life. Like, my mom said it happened to her dad when he was 70. It happens to everyone. We're all in the same book of life. It happens at different pages for everybody, but... Yeah, you kind of just realize, like, there's some people that are worth improving for and that make your life worth living. And that's probably, to circle back to the parenting thing, that's probably what you're supposed to learn as a child. But, you know, I didn't, and I learned later on, but I'm still glad I learned it nonetheless. If I learned it at 25 and, like, actually perfected that ideology, like, now. I can't say I perfected it, but you know what I mean. But you've tried. Structured it. Some people don't have that epiphany until 35, 45, 55, 65, or on their deathbed, you know? So, it is what it is. That's a beautiful thing. I think, should we just wrap it up here? Yes, fuck it. That was beautiful. Um, anything else you want to say? Anything you want to give a fuck you or a love um, you? You're gonna be like, shout yo, out. fuck this person right here. Nah, nah. Uh, shout out all the homies. I'm not gonna say anyone in particular because it's definitely gonna piss other people off if I don't shout them out. So I'm just gonna give a the very, cops are listening. Remember, very vague, <laughs> listening. very vague, big thank you, and love to all the people who support me. Fuck with biased. Fuck with all my creative endeavors and fuck with me as a person. Um, fuck cops and fuck anyone that's hating on me. Suck my dick, etc. And uh, you're not gonna hit me with the this or that thing like last time, right? Or are you, you still gonna hit me with it? You wanna do it? As long as it's good. Don't give me the dumb ones. All right. Uh, then I'll probably give you dumb ones, so we're gonna wrap it up because right, I, I ain't prepared. On. Let's see. All right. Um, I mean, that's the thing you like so much that I'm like, it's hard to like narrow it down. Yeah. All right. Um. Ceremony or trash talk? Early trash talk, I really like. Um, like, I really like the self-titled LP from like 2009 or something, but also really like early ceremony. Those were both like integral to my uh, introduction to hardcore when I was like 13, 14. So you gotta pick one though. Early trash talk. Sick. Would you rather be the best photographer in the world or the best producer in the world? Crazy. That's a good question. I'd rather be the best producer in the world. Yeah. Just because that shit hits people. I don't know. Music's an international language. I guess photography is too, but when people fuck with you as a producer, you guys have a more aligned way of thinking than mm. uh, the photography world. Or at least I feel that way. All right. Wu-Tang, Bone Thugs. Wu-Tang. Easy. 
Uh, my girl would be so pissed at that because she's like a diehard Bone Thugs fan, but Wu Tang for sure. Yeah. Ghostface in particular. But yeah. Big Boy Tsunami. Uh, I say Big Boy just because those are my besties. So. Yeah, suicidal or the Descendants. Ah. Okay, that one. When I was younger, I liked Descendants more, but I would say suicidal. Sick. All right, classic. B.I.G. or a Tupac? Easy, B.I.G. For hey, me. All right. Hey, let me do some for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Shakira or Sean Paul? Shakira. Damn, for real? I grew up with Shakira. Shout out all the <laughs> Colombians out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Anime or sci-fi? Oh... Well, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I don't fuck with Star Wars and that kind of shit, but I really? do fuck with sci-fi a lot, as you can tell by my room, but I also really fuck with anime to some degree, I guess. I, to an anime nerd, I don't. I'm like a total poser. The P. Weber, is it a sci-fi or an anime? P. Weber shit is more No, the movie. P. Weber, the movie. Like, there's a movie about you. Oh, fuck. That'd be a sick-ass anime. Um, uh, <laughs> sci-fi. Yeah, be sci-fi just because I'd be fucking with crazy cameras and yeah. doing all kinds of funny effects and shit. All right, um, damn, this game is hard. You're supposed to write these things ahead of time, huh? Nike or Adidas? Nike. Easy. Converse checks or all day. Converse. But that's a subsidiary of Nike, so I guess I just chose. Um, yeah, Arcteryx or Stone Island? Arcteryx, dude. I, I don't fuck with Stone Island. Drake. Who the fuck beats Drake? Anything beats Drake. I'm not a Drake <laughs> guy. Uh, Kendrick or YG? Kendrick, easy. Yeah. So hard. Baker. Early Baker, early zero. Early Baker, just because Baker 3 was such a crazy crazy uh, impact on my life I, I fuck with Baker 3 a lot World's Industries or Alien Workshop oh the, the, fuck the that's a crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. one that one's crazy I don't I straight up couldn't answer that I was gonna say World Industries cause that was like the OG bad kid skate brand but as I got older I started to understand and appreciate Alien shit alien shit yeah so I can't answer that one World Industries as a kid Alien Workshop now alright Black Metal or Death Metal Death Metal Grindcore, nah. uh, Plutocracy, or Spaz? Fuck, that's, yo, shout out both bands. They're uh, both <sighs> I couldn't answer that. Damn, alright. Because Spaz is sick as fuck to me, but the, I mean, you can see around my room, there's a lot of Plutocracy shit, so I can't, uh, Spaz is like I feel like There's a lot of Spaz shit too You know like the Baggy Pants character Like with the You know what I mean Like uh, like, like Spaz Like every time I think of a Spaz head in the 90s I think of like a, the, the baseball cap With the little You know what I mean Like Yeah But like a baggy sh skate shirt With some baggy jeans With some like Cyrus You know what I mean Like I don't know Yeah Alright I think We're gonna wrap it up there
Yeah, fuck it. I gotta take a piss. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you.